everybody. Welcome to another episode of Laguna Biatch, the podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Today is November 17th, so usually I record on either Saturday night or Sunday morning, and today is a big day because 15 years ago, Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson came out. I just think it's important to talk about because I feel like Kelly Clarkson gave us a soundtrack to both Laguna and The Hills. Even if it wasn't played in every episode, it should have been. Kelly Clarkson always coming in with great music, still coming out with great music. And I feel like she's still not as respected as she should be in the music industry. And I'm just going to say that. And all I can say is I am proud to say that Kelly Clarkson is my American Idol. Okay, but really, like when I hear Breakaway still, I can feel like the fifth grader in me being like, I really need to break out of Hanover, Massachusetts. I need to get the fuck out of this town. (laughs) Eventually it happened. Eventually... I left the town, so that's exciting. I am kind of nervous, though, because my high school reunion's coming up. I don't know why I'm nervous. I mean, I don't have any, like, enemies from high school. (laughs) I'm going with my group of friends who, obviously, we've been friends since, like, fifth grade. I mean, I'll have my crew with me, so I shouldn't be nervous. (laughs) But there's still a part of me that is nervous. I think that's normal, though. I'm just, like, stressed about my whole trip home because trips home, when you move, I know I've talked about moving a lot. And I've talked about like how you'll miss things, how making friends can be tough, learning how to like live on your own in a city where you don't really have like a ton of support. It's tough. But also like when you go home, it's not always fun. It's more like work than anything. Luckily, a lot of my friends like understand I don't have a car when I go home. So they're they're my Ubers when I'm home. So I love them for that. But I just feel like this trip specifically is going to be very stressful. And I don't know why. I'm not sure why I feel that way, but I'm going to work it out. We're going to work this out together. And this week, I actually, I feel like I have a ton to talk about. I put up two controversial posts in my story that I didn't think were actually like super controversial, but I got a lot of DMs about both. The first one was about women being played on country music radio, which is not satellite radio. A lot of people came in my DMs chirping at me about satellite radio. Not the same thing. I don't think it's the same thing. Pretty sure it's not the same thing because they can do more with the music like they have more freedom than say, um, you know, 97.9, whatever. Satellite radio has more freedom to play what they want. And then the other one I put up was about a 18 year old dating a 25 year old. So Pete Davidson and Kaya Gerber, which I'm going to get into after we talk about the episode. Sometimes I want to like switch it up and like talk about all the stuff before the episode, but I think I'm going to stick with this the way I have it now, like, you know, episode or little intro, episode, outro, whatever. Like, I'm just kind of rambling because it's Sunday morning, a little tired, but let me know what you guys think because I actually really do appreciate input, constructive criticism. I try so hard to take it constructively and not cry. (laughs) I've learned. I'm finally learning, guys, but I hope you've had an awesome week. Um, there will be an episode next week, but there won't be one the following week. So what's that? December 3rd. There's no new episode just because I do want to like go home and enjoy time with my family and I don't want to have to bop out so I can watch an episode of the Hills and record a podcast. And someone was like, well, why don't you just like pre-record the podcast, like pre-record the episode? And I also don't like doing that because I like to like, (laughs) because I'm last minute. And I also feel like if something happens, I really want to cover it on the on the podcast. Like I don't want to wait a week. I don't know. It's just a weird little thing I do. Maybe procrastination. I don't know. In one quick PSA, you know, I love the term PSA, but it's the holiday season and the holiday season is really hard for a lot of people. So I just want to remind you, like, be a little more patient with people and also be patient with people who work retail because they're going through some shit. But in reality, like holiday season, I know personally for me is really hard And people at work will get like upset that I don't want to be a part of a secret Santa. 
when in reality I struggle to buy gifts for people I actually fucking love. So that's why I'm not a part of it. But yeah, just like just remember to be more patient with people because holidays bring up a lot of shit. I'm sure you guys go through your own thing just like I go through mine. And yeah, I think we all need to be a little kinder to each other. So before so I just want to say that before I kind of talk shit about the whole cast of the hills. So this episode is called Boyfriends in Work Don't Mix. And this is episode six of season one. And again, I watch it on Hulu. I think you can watch it on Amazon Prime as well. So the episode starts out with Audrina, Heidi and Lauren getting lunch together. And we find out that it's Jordan and Heidi's six month anniversary on Wednesday And Lauren's like, is it the anniversary of your first kiss? And she says, no, it's when he first asked her out. And he asked her out with a bunch of lilies. Like he got flowers, asked her to be his, I almost said boyfriend, asked Jordan to be his girlfriend. Nope, messed that up. Jordan asked Heidi to be his girlfriend with a bunch of lilies six months ago in this episode. Okay, I'm glad I clarified that. But Heidi says, you know, it's her longest relationship. And what Lauren says, like, surprises the shit out of me. Listen. All right. So Lauren goes, remember when six months was like a really long time? And Heidi's kind of like, I just told you it was a long time. But anyway, Lauren goes, if you were in high school and a good girl, after six months, you would give it up. What, Lauren Conrad? What did you just say? When she said that, I like rewound it. I was like, what the fuck? That's just not something I expected to hear from Lauren. It's like moments like that. You're like, how much of a show did you put on for us? I know that that like Lauren tried really hard to make herself look good on TV. Totally understand that. Like she doesn't want to look bad. But that comment, I'm like, all right, Lauren, I see you. I see you, you little sneak. But yeah, she said, if you were in high school and a good girl after six months, you would give it up. Oh, shit. I don't know. That's that Lauren saying that just like threw me off so much I was like was that Heidi no oh my god it's Lauren (laughs) so that's how they end the scene and then unwritten plays but it doesn't play on Hulu and it makes me so mad because I love that song so much but the next scene Heidi's at work and she's called into Brent's office and she'll now work clubs like work the line of the clubs which is what she wanted to do but guess what day she starts work Wednesday you know what Wednesday is her anniversary with Jordan what the fuck can you imagine having to work on your on your anniversary and on your boyfriend's birthday? These people were being like tortured at work. They can't even. Oh, can you even imagine? Oh, my God. Again, it's it's um in that podcast I mentioned about Lauren's podcast, the asking for a friend. She does one with one of the casting producers from the Hills. I don't remember the exact name, but it's like reality TV to entrepreneur. I think something like that. And the woman was like, it's comedy because you do have to work on your birthday. You do have to work on your boyfriend's birthday. But watching them, it's like the end of their world. And I just want to talk about Heidi's work outfit real quick. She's wearing like a black tank top. It's all rhinestoned out and it just says baby something. I don't know what the second word was, but she's wearing like a black rhinestone tank top in jeans. I'm like, wow, that's very professional. (laughs) She calls Elodie, who's sitting in her own office, and Elodie's excited to work with Heidi, but laughs when Heidi's like, yeah, you know, I was supposed to go out with my boyfriend for dinner, and Elodie's like, sorry, you have such a busy personal life, or something like that. I do like Elodie. I know Elodie does not like the way she was portrayed on the show, but I'm like, Elodie, you're fucking hysterical. So the next scene, we see Jason waiting in his car, and Lauren walks by, and he like jumps out, and she's like, oh, what are you doing here? He's like, I just wanted to like kind of apologize. And it's a weird conversation as most of them are like between the two of them. 
So get ready, okay? I <sighs> just want to talk to you real quick. Um, about the other night, uh, birthday party. Seemed like you were a little upset when we departed from dinner. You just hurt my feelings. No, I understand. I'd be sad if you did it to me, too. Well, no, I, mean, I wasn't, like, mad. I was just kind of, like, bummed because I had been with you all day, so I yeah. thought, like, since you were with your friends all day, like, you want to spend more time with me at night? Yeah. It was just, like, one of those things where a lot of those people, like, Small, Sean, Tay, like, all them, like, we haven't, I haven't seen for a while. I kind of got into a situation where I was, like, down there and I was talking to them. They're telling you something. And it's, like, if you're, like, okay, hey, that's cool. Tell me later. They'd have been, like, what's your problem? So it was just really awkward. I feel bad, too. I just want to get things cleared up and stuff. I just want to make sure you were mad at me. I'm not, like, mad at you. It just, like, made me sad. No, I understand, but I'm just... Okay. Yeah. So, um... So per usual, there are a lot of awkward silences between the two and it's Jason just being like, you know, I didn't do anything wrong, so you shouldn't be mad at me. That is the way Jason goes about most fights with Lauren. It makes me think, I think E! News did something. It was like Morgan, Christina, Jason, Taylor and Alex. And they asked Jason if he was really in love with Lauren. And he was like, kind of, you know, production kind of made that happen. But I did actually kind of love her. It's it's really awkward and like in that moment I'm like okay so did does he actually love Lauren like he probably thought he did but I don't know if that was like a real real relationship for him at least because again he was in a relationship with his addiction so so after that we're at the Team Vogue offices and we find out DKNY Jeans is going to kick off LA Fashion Week and they're working with Teen Vogue for this. So it's a it's a big project. Lisa Love's very excited. And we find out that Whitney and Lauren will be working on the show. And Lisa's like, wait, where's Lauren? Where's Lauren? And then my boy Blaine lets Lisa know that Lauren's taking a test. And Lisa's like, oh, okay. So not a big deal. They understand Lauren is a student. And then, of course, we get, like, the random clip of Lauren sitting in class taking a test. Do you, I wonder how, like, the students in Lauren's class felt. I wish someone would DM me and be like, I was in one of Lauren's classes. And I'd be like, tell me everything you know. Because <laughs> what I'm told, she wasn't in class a lot. Like she wasn't at school a ton. And then of course she ends up like leaving school. I don't, I forget in the show. This is what I'm actually excited to like revisit later seasons. Because season one, I actually remember pretty well. But I feel like season two and season three and then like season four like they all kind of blended together so I guess we'll all find that out together but as Lauren walks out of class she gives she gets a call from Whitney and Whitney tells Lauren that they have a lot of work to do and they have a lot of work ahead of them and Lauren's like yeah I'll be there for you like 100% I'm there for you no matter what so after that moment we're at work we're at Heidi's work again and she goes into the office of the woman with jet black hair I keep missing her name Because I'm like writing my notes and I look up and she's already, that name's already disappeared. But Heidi asks if she can start on Saturday rather than Wednesday. Because again, it is her anniversary with her boyfriend. Her six month anniversary. So not even like a year, six months they've been together. And we know Jordan wants her to quit her job. Like he tells her that all the time. Every episode he's like, just quit. Just quit. I don't work. I hate, I don't work. So just quit your job. But basically the conversation's a tough one to listen to because the woman's just like, no, you're starting Wednesday and it's a lot of work. And then Heidi's like, well, can we go into the club after we're done working? She's like, after you're done working, the club is closed. So no, this woman is just so over like faking for MTV that she likes Heidi or wants Heidi to work for them. And we all know that Heidi hates working and she just wants to party and she's shocked 
that she'll be working until the club closes. But the next morning, it's just like a quick little moment between Jason and Lauren. And it's interesting because in the first scene with Jason, his hair is shorter, his face is more clean cut. And then in this episode, this scene, his hair is way longer (laughs) and he has his gross chin strap. And then he's driving her to work and it's short again. So the editing for this episode's very messy. Can I feel like now that I'm rewatching, I'll notice Jason's hair changing constantly, which happened in Laguna with Talon. Like sometimes Talon would have long hair, sometimes his hair would be orange, sometimes he'd have a buzzed head. I feel like now they like tell people in reality shows they're like, "Do not cut your fucking hair until we let you." <laughs> because editing's going to be a bitch. So as I said, Lauren's on her way to work and Whitney calls and we find out that Lauren is 5 minutes late. And she doesn't understand what the big deal is. Like, Whitney's like, you have to come. Like, get here soon, please. And Whitney's stressing out. Because Whitney, I don't know if Whitney's internship was actually real. Like, I don't know if she was a plant. But it seems like she cares a lot more than Lauren ever did. And she hangs up. And Jason's like, everything okay? (laughs) As he does, everything okay, babe? And Lauren's like, I'm late. No one's going to die in five minutes. Um, hopefully nobody dies at your fashion shoot in general. But don't be five minutes late. Be five minutes early to work. That is my rule of thumb. Like, don't be late to work. Be five minutes early unless you tell your boss you're running late. And she says, oh, that's okay. I understand. (laughs) Just give them a heads up. But when she pulls up, she gets like spoken to for being late and she looks confused about it. The woman's like, you know, when you're late, it makes everybody else run late and we can't have that. We're too busy. And Lauren's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she kind of gives Whitney a look and Whitney's like, I do not have your back on this one, girl. Whitney's probably pissed too because Whitney told her that they had a lot of work to do. They had a lot of stuff that had to be. And Lauren's just like gallivanting around with Jason and not taking this seriously. Okay, so the Lauren and Whitney are doing the dress rehearsal and everything for the DKNY fashion show and we have Heidi at work (laughs) it's so annoying I can't stand this like I'm trying to like be a little serious I can't they drive me crazy with this shit but she goes I have to work on my anniversary and she ends up inviting him to the club we find out that Heidi has invited Jordan to the club that she's working at because what could go wrong Nothing. That is a fantastic idea, Heidi. And this was the um, this was a scene between Lauren and Heidi, like Heidi and Lauren are both getting ready for work. And Lauren asks to use her curling iron. And Heidi's like, yeah, but you have to use it in my room because I know you won't return it. (laughs) Good one, Heidi. That's but yeah, she's like bummed. She has to work on her anniversary. And then Lauren's confused why she got in trouble for being five minutes late to work. So I guess I was wrong. Whitney and Lauren are now getting ready for the show. Like after the moment with Heidi and Lauren, now Whitney and Lauren are getting ready for the show and Lauren ends up having to call a rogue model named Jessica because Jessica has not showed up. They don't know where Jessica is. They keep calling the modeling agency and everyone's like, I don't fucking know where Jessica is. Leave me alone. Stop calling. And Lauren called like eight times within 10 minutes, she said. So guess who fills in for Jessica? Ms. Whitney fucking Port. And it's weird. I know I give Whitney some shit for being boring, but like I also like her. I mean, if you guys have been listening to every episode, all these people are boring. (laughs) But I like Whitney. I do enjoy her. I just people keep telling me to try the city. I can't try the city. I'm sorry. I cannot watch a full episode of Whitney and her G's. That's all I can say. So Whitney's getting ready to to be a model because of Jessica. Jessica didn't show up. Fucking Jessica. I wonder where Jessica is now. This could have been her big break. Working with DKNY jeans. 
Teen Vogue Fashion Week, and now she'll never know. Jordan and Heidi's anniversary dinner, he is like, I can't wait to go to the club, but it's going to be weird not partying with you. And she's like, oh my God, it's totally fine. (laughs) And he gives her pearl earrings, and she says she's never been with anyone this long. As we know, quick little moment, they share some kisses. And now we're at the show. The DKNY Team Vogue Fashion Week show. Whitney changed real quick and gets ready to walk. And then Lauren said something that like threw me back to fight the slide 2005. She said, everybody remember who you're in front of, which is exactly what she told the drunk ass Laguna Beach cast for the fight the slide 2005. It's a good way to think, though, like make sure the person ahead of you is who's supposed to be ahead of you. I see what you were doing, Lauren, and I understand why you reused that saying. But again, like when she said that, I'm like, am I having deja vu right now? So models are getting lined up and then we're at the line outside of the club that Heidi's working at. And Heidi's nervous. I believe it's the LAX club. I believe that's where they're working. She has to check names, how many people are in the party and if they're buying a table. So Jordan and Brian show up and of course unprofessional Jordan kisses Heidi right on the lips and then gets right into the club and Heidi ends up sneaking in and making out with Jordan as one does during work hours (laughs) but to add some drama this kid Josh shows up and it just says Heidi's ex date it doesn't say ex-boyfriend they went on a few dates or whatever but we all know that Jordan is a jealous motherfucker so we're gonna play I'm gonna play a clip and it's just I don't know so many red flags as I've said before I think it was last episode episode before when it was like what do you think that the Hills did negatively for one or whatever the question was but Hills made it okay to be in relationships like this and jealousy happens I understand that jealousy is like a thing that happens but there's also like too much jealousy in a relationship This is too much jealousy in a relationship. So yeah, I'm going to play the clip. It's kind of a long one. I know that the last clip was long as well, but it's okay. Here it is. And I know, like I said, clips can be a little louder than like the actual podcast. And I don't want you to hurt your ears. So maybe like turn your volume down a little bit. So if you rewatch this scene, there are subtitles to help with all of that like messy conversation. (laughs) And I also noticed that it shows Heidi drinking for like a split second. She's drinking something and you see her quickly put it under the table. So producers were probably like, put that shit away. We can't show you underage drinking. I don't know if you guys remember, there was like a moment in re- in um, real world where they started getting in trouble for letting like people into clubs with fake IDs and stuff. So they ended up only casting people 21 years or older. So I don't know. I don't know if it was around this time or just after, but it seemed like they were they were trying to hide underage drinking as much as possible, even though fucking incoherent. Well, I guess Jordan was older, but like even Heidi sounds pretty drunk in that clip. Okay, so they have that fight. Jordan's extremely jealous. Brian is just Jordan's hype man, making sure that he stays angry. And Heidi walks out and ends up telling Elodie about what happened. And it's kind of interesting because Elodie's older. I don't know how old Elodie is, but like she's definitely older than Heidi. 
And she was like, oh, wow, he's like super jealous. And she goes, it's okay, I'm jealous too. No, Heidi, (laughs) it's not okay. Next scene, we're finally seeing Whitney getting ready for like the real walk. Like she's getting makeup done, she's getting dressed, and Lauren's all excited for her. All of the models line up again. Like I feel like they lined up 50 times. But we see Lisa and my man Blaine in the audience. And then Whitney walks. Whitney does her modeling. She walks up and down that catwalk. And Lisa goes, she's so composed all the time. Which I feel like is a really big compliment from Lisa Love. And then Blaine said, she did great. So everyone's really happy for Whitney. Like even Lauren, she doesn't seem jealous or anything. I don't think Lauren ever wanted to be a model. She's always wanted to like be a fashion designer. After the show, Blaine compliments Lauren and I wrote Heidi, but obviously Whitney. And he goes, when given a challenge, you rise. Thank you so much, Blaine. Thank you for that. I feel like, again, that's a big compliment from Blaine, who always seems annoyed with Lauren. So Heidi ends up leaving work and Jordan's waiting for her and they fight outside LAX. He's wasted. Like he is so drunk. And I think like he goes to like unlock Heidi's door to let her into the car. And he has trouble getting the key into the lock. And one thing, I I mean, he, he ends up driving away, spoiler alert, but he's wasted. And I feel like production, as much as they don't want to interfere, they should have to say, like, you can't drive. I mean, I know reality TV was way different then. I don't know if they do it now. I have no idea. I feel like production in reality TV now is more known. Like, I know in Jersey Shore, they'll break the fourth wall here and there. Teen Mom, they do it. I don't know if in Vanderpump Rules they'll do it, but you, you'd you hope that production would be like, no, don't get behind a wheel. And this fight is pretty bad as well. So I'm going to play the fight that they're having. And it's just like, it's so unhealthy. These two are a very unhealthy relationship. And I'm starting to wonder if Heidi knows what a healthy relationship is. Sorry, I introduced you as my boyfriend. I tried to keep giving him the leave. Okay, so my ex-girlfriend comes up to me in a club, and I, I, I greet her. A I her? greet her. If you went on a date with her. Hey, but listen, listen, listen. Jordan. No, you're wrong. I'm not going here. You, you always say this in our argument. You're wrong. I don't care what you say. Shut Why? up. Don't tell me to shut up. Like I don't understand you. Like you drive me insane. Like, fine, fine. Then if I drive you insane so much, then why are you with me? I just find it like I find it really funny that I always thought Jordan was like the nice guy. <laughs> like like in my head, I was like, oh, he was so sweet. He was such a nice guy. And rewatching, I'm like, oh, my God, Jordan was such a fucking dick. Like so much toxic max- masculinity was a part of every part of this episode, especially with like Brian hyping him up to be like, yeah, you should be pissed. She should tell him to walk off a fucking cliff. Shut up, Brian. But yeah, I always was like, oh, she should have stayed with Jordan. He treated her so much better than Spencer. And then rewatching, I'm like, holy shit, it was terrible. No wonder why she broke up with him. So that is the episode, guys. There is an episode next week, not another the following week, though. And I want to talk about my trip to Kohl's. (laughs) I haven't been to Kohl's since probably before I started this page. And when I tell you Lauren Conrad is the queen of Kohl's, as I as we've called her for a while now, I didn't realize how true it was. Like Callie and I walked in and I'm like, oh, there's a Lauren Conrad section. I have to go check it out, of course. Not going to buy anything, but I want to see what it's about. Took a picture next to her picture because it's the closest I'll ever get to Lauren Conrad. But we're like walking around. And I'm like, holy shit. She has like these slippers. She has a beanie. She has 
a stocking with a pair of fuzzy socks. She has coals wrapped around her little finger. And when I thought it was over, so we were looking and she has like little jewelry holders with animals, one with the Eiffel Tower on it, one with Big Ben. And I was like, wow, she does have a lot of stuff. I, I don't know if there was jewelry. I did not see jewelry, but that does not mean that there's not jewelry. So we just kind of walked around Kohl's. Um, we were looking for the Mary Kate and Ashley collection that they have there. I think it's called Elizabeth and James. I'm not sure. I think that's the name of it. And they had like seven pieces. So it was a bust. Poor Callie was like, fuck, like I really want to wear Mary Kate and Ashley stuff. I owe it to them. But anyway, we're walking around the store. And just when I thought I was done with my Lauren Conrad, she has ornaments. Homegirl has Christmas ornaments. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> she has every corner in Cole's covered. I don't know if she has bedding. We didn't look at bedding. I'm sure she has like a nice comforter that's like purple and white with like flowers on it. I'm guessing that is definitely something that she created and sells now. <laughs> but I was so shocked at how much Lauren Conrad stuff there truly is in Kohl's. Another thing I meant to talk about last week, which I didn't talk about, Caitlin, um, Brody's ex-wife, she came out with a essay about sexuality. And I think it's an L magazine and she talks about how, you know, she's fallen in love with people. And she's basically, she never calls Miley. She never calls any of them by name. But she ends up talking about her relationship with Miley. And she was like, people thought I was just using her. People thought, you know, whatever. She was like, no, it was actually the first woman I fell in love with. Like, I fell really hard for her. And I think it's really interesting. So for me, I think sexuality, I don't think it's black or white. I think that there's a big scale. I know there's like some kind of scale, but just just in case you're I mean, just because you're usually attracted to men, if you meet a woman who you're very like, oh, my God, like, what is it about this person? That's OK. That's totally normal. I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, I like people. If you're a cool guy, I really like you. If you're a cool girl, I really like you. Like, that's how I feel about sexuality. And I think People just need to be more open. It's 2019, almost 2020, and we all just need to be more open about that stuff. It, it drives me. I don't understand how people can can look at like, say, a homosexual relationship being like, that's not right. I'm like, I'm sorry. They're not fucking hurting anybody. Let them live their life and you just go back, crawl in your hole, be unhappy, whatever. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really interesting essay. I was going to read it because it's not super long, but I also did not want to take up that much time. <laughs> If you want to read it, um, I'm pretty sure it's Elle magazine. The link is also in her bio, but it's a really honest essay. So someone was like, I'm I know I like I got a comment. I got a review on my podcast that says I talk about Taylor Swift too much. Yeah, OK, I know. Whatever. But then I got a message, a sweet, sweet message from one of my followers being like, you need to stop apologizing for taking up space in this world. And I was like, oh, my God, I cried. I cry a lot. I'm a crier. I like to cry. But that one really touched me. That was like, OK, so let's fucking talk about Taylor Swift. OK, but talk about her, you know, fast forward like two minutes if you don't want to hear about it. But basically what's happening is Big Machine is blocking her from performing old music because they technically they own her old music. They're blocking her from performing it on the American Music Awards. And then there are people who are like, all she does is complain, blah, blah, blah. Nobody believes her. This bitch worked her fucking ass off. She wrote all her own music. And then a lot of people are also like, she'd be nothing without Big Machine. No, switch that around. Her dad invested in Big Machine. So without her father investing into this company, there would be no Big Machine. There would be no, no Scott Bruschetta. And Taylor Swift probably would have signed with someone else. Let's be real, right? She probably would have signed with somebody and been fine. But what happened when she signed a really bad contract? And a lot of people, I don't think, know this, but so did Prince back in the day. 
Prince signed a contract. I don't know. I think it was with Sony. They ended up owning all of his masters and he ended up just re-recording it. He re-recorded it, put out as his own. And that was that. Jojo, another singer who signed a really bad contract at a young age. And that's why her music wasn't on streaming platforms for a long time. She just re-recorded all her music. Fun fact, Ashley Parker Angel. Do you guys remember Ashley Parker Angel from O-Town? He was signed to the same label as Jojo. So that is why Jojo and Ashley Parker Angel fell off the face of the planet for a little bit because of this shitty ass contract. But they didn't have the following Taylor Swift does. Taylor Swift is trying to put it out there that don't sign shitty contracts no matter how excited you get. Always try and own your music, right? And so many people, oh my God, I had to like, I don't want to fight with people. I'm trying not to fight with people. But now everyone's like, you know, she she shouldn't have told her fans to come at Scooter and Scott. She just said to let them know. (laughs) And there's no one I am more afraid of than the Swifties. They're fucking crazy and I'm glad to be a part of them and I'm glad to like stay up with them because I never want them to turn on me. But I do, I do have a lot of feelings about it. I do think Scooter is a shitty, shitty manager and I've always said that. My friend Rich, um, I put up a, um, a text about it, but I have disliked him for a really long time. I think he's a pusher. He pushes people, Katie. But I do think he pushes his artists too much. There's a lot of shady deals between like Hillary Duff was signed with Scooter Braun and ended up breaking her contract because of how shady he is. Madison Beer got screwed by Scooter Braun. Victoria Justice from Victorious was she had like songs coming up on the radio and all this stuff. Scooter Braun blackballed her so Ariana Grande could become the bigger name out of the two of them. There's a lot of stuff if you Google about Scooter Braun and his shitty management tactics. I just, I feel like, I feel like people just assume Taylor Swift is playing the victim. And it's funny, a lot of people were DMing me being like, you know, I'm not a Taylor fan, but she is in the right for being upset. And I'm like, yeah, she is. And it's okay. No one should be afraid of not being a Taylor Swift fan and talking to me about it. There was someone who like came into my DMs pretty hard about her. And I I DM'd them back. I'm like, I'm not having an argument with you about Taylor Swift. Like, you can have your opinion. I will have mine. And that will be that. So yeah, that's how I feel about Taylor. What I would love to see for her AMA performance, American Music Awards. Yeah, that's why I kind of started. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's AMAs. But I would love for her to have other artists come up and sing her old music because I think that that's a loophole I don't think she'll get in trouble imagine if she had Halsey come up and sing like mean and then she had I don't know Kelsey Ballerini comes up and sings you belong with me and then Justin Timberlake comes up and sings something and I just want you guys to think how would the narrative of this story change if say this was happening to Justin Timberlake instead of Taylor Swift be handled so differently I need to take a breath now (laughs) I feel like I talked so much in that short amount of time. Someone was actually like, you talk really quick. I was like, yeah, I know. I have a lot to say. (laughs) I'm a little chatty. I've been watching some shows lately. I've been trying to watch more shows because I feel like I don't watch shows. I watch like Jersey Shore and Floribama Shore and just melt my brain. But I just recently finished Looking for Alaska, which is based on a book. And I didn't read the book. But a lot of people said that it's one of the best adaptations they've ever seen of a book to a TV show. Oh my God, is that show good. It reminds me so much of One Tree Hill. I feel like the guy who plays the character Pudge looks just like Chad Michael Murray in Freaky Friday. Even his voice sounds the same. Such a good show. A lot of emotions. Um, I remember I was like big into Tumblr when I was like 19 to probably 21. And I can remember people posting about this book, but I never I never read it or anything. As I said before, 
but really good. Really, you're going to cry. There's a lot that happens. You're going to get very emotional. And I cried so hard the last two episodes. Very good. Very, very, very good. I'm trying to think of what other shows I can recommend. Always recommend The Bold Type. I love The Bold Type. I can't stop loving The Bold Type. <laughs> I wanted to hate it. Four Weddings and a Funeral on Hulu was fine. Um, I really liked it, actually. But Maya, Maya pissed me off beyond belief. I don't know if you guys have watched the show, but the character Maya is, like, so frustrating to me. And I also just started watching Reese Witherspoon has, like, a new show on Netflix where she interviews people. And her episode with Casey Musgraves is really, really good. I think it's an important one. Even if you don't really like Casey Musgraves, I think it's a really good one to listen to. And I like it because it's, like, driving around Nashville. And I'm like, oh, I know that street. But then I'm like, what the fuck? Why don't I ever run into, like, Reese Witherspoon? Somebody asked me if I've seen anybody famous. I saw Thomas Rhett quickly once. Um... And I've seen Lauren Elena, I think, twice. I've seen her out at two different bars. But that's really it. Very Cavallari tea. This isn't really tea, but Brittany has a new boyfriend. He, he's in the Marines. He's a little haughty, more age-appropriate. I'm happy for her. She's not with fucking John Stone anymore, which is exciting for everybody. So the other week, I said I would talk about child stars because I have a lot of thoughts about child stars. I have a lot of thoughts about a lot of things. And you guys are like, yeah, we know. We know, Kelly. Okay, so when I say child stars, I think of people like Britney, Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, Hayden Panettiere. I mean, even like Mandy Moore, Taylor Swift, they started when they were 16. That's pretty young. I think Britney started right, well, she was in Mickey Mouse Club, but before, I mean, after that. Justin Timberlake, I guess, could be a child star. Um, I mean, there are a bunch. Ariana Grande, I consider her because she started really young with Nickelodeon. And kind of what I'm going to talk about with child stars, Amanda Bynes too. Sorry, they just keep popping into my head. Amanda Bynes, Lindsay Lohan, Hilary Duff. I knew this was going to happen. I always almost like I should write a list. And then I was like, nope, I'm just going to go with what I feel is right. <laughs> and a lot of people say that like Hilary Duff is the only one who never kind of got into trouble. I mean, I'd say obviously Taylor and Mandy Moore are right alongside, but Hilary Duff did get in trouble. I feel like people kind of forget that she went through, you know, she had an eating disorder, which is really sad. I think she did cocaine. She had like a coke problem. She got her veneers and that was like a big talk of everything, how big her teeth were. And of course, at the time she was dating Joel Madden, which is not good for a like 16, 17 year old to be dating a 20 something year old. So yeah, I feel like people kind of forget about that stage of Hillary Duff because we all want her to just be Lizzie McGuire forever. But I think the issue with child stars a lot of times are the parents. I think the parents wanted to be famous and maybe it didn't happen. And they're like, oh, my child has a gift. Let's make some money off of it. And I mean, just look at like Dina Lohan. Dina Lohan and Michael Lohan are messes. And that makes sense why Lindsay Lohan is the way she is. And I feel like with all, maybe not every single child star, like young child star, but you're handed a lot of things at a really young age, which is not good. And the people who you surround yourself with are likely yes men. You know, they're, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, of course I get that for you. Oh, yeah. That you never hear the word no. So I can't even imagine what it's like. Say like Justin Bieber. I'm going to use him as an example. He got into a lot of trouble when he turned like 18 or 19, right? He was like caught speeding allegedly in Miami. And then he was in like brothels in Brazil. And he was peeing in buckets and like saying fuck you to pictures of Bill Clinton. It was like a really, really bad path. And I think what happened is he was still really big at that time. But he was no longer like the cute 15-year-old who could sing. He was now like the 19-year-old or 18-year-old who's like a pretty good singer. I don't know. That's kind of how I feel about most child stars. It's like 
you're really cute, you're doing great, and then you get older, and you're just in with the rest of the crowd. Like, one thing I don't think is funny is Britney's 2007 meltdown. When I see people making memes about that, I'm like, get the fuck over it. Like, yeah, it happened, but we should be praising her for her rise from the ashes. And her parents are also very sketchy. Like, her dad is still in complete control of all of her money, which is absolutely disgusting. And... One thing I really want to talk about with child stars and specifically ones from Nickelodeon, Dan Schneider. I don't know if you guys know that name or not, but during Amanda Bynes' meltdown, her unfortunately like very public meltdown on Twitter and, and all that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. She brought up Dan Schneider a lot and nobody batted an eye. Jenna McCurdy, I believe that's her last name, from iCarly. She talks about Dan Schneider a lot. She also went through something online where she was like, she was going through a tough time and made a couple videos on, I don't know if it was Twitter or YouTube, but she was like, Dan Schneider, you guys need to look into Dan Schneider. Zoe 101, the girl with the glasses, I don't remember her name, but she's not, she wasn't invited to like the reboot dinner or anything like that because she was starting to talk about Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider is a disgusting human, allegedly. Allegedly, he is a pervert. He likes young women and he likes feet. He's very obsessed with feet. And there were tweets that are like screen grab being like, Carly, I Carly tickle feet. Like, it's very odd. And I suggest for homework, I want you to look into Dan Schneider. All the stories about Dan Schneider are absolutely disgusting. And somehow he's just kind of slid under the radar. But I will say I don't know how Dan Schneider was just like quietly released from Nickelodeon after all these allegations And no one has ever looked into it. I actually had somebody tweet me. Simon Curtis tweeted me and he's like, I've been on set with Dan. He's a creep. It's just it's so interesting because, you know, he's not the only one. Right. Like there are so many predators in Hollywood. There is no doubt in my mind that unfortunately, young women and men are tossed are passed around in Hollywood. There are so many blinds blind items about like how young people are treated in Hollywood. They're almost treated like adults. So like sex with them is not we like having sex at 14 with a 20 something year old woman. If you're if you're a man, like a young man, it's not weird. It's not a weird thing to do when in reality that fucks you up psychologically. So these kids, they're young teenagers, you know, they're they're on the road. They're doing all this stuff and they're getting everything they want. Obviously, that's going to mess you up mentally. I don't care what anybody says. Too much of anything is bad, especially if it's fame. And the level of fame, I always, I go back to Justin Bieber because I feel like he's a really good example. The level of fame that he got to was fucking crazy, right? Like, there's no denying what Justin Bieber has done in his career, even if he's not coming out with music now, is insane. And he was just handed everything. He was pushed and he was handed everything. Even when he didn't want to tour, he was pushed to go on tour. And I think that was probably even worse for him. And now, allegedly, he does really hard drugs and isn't in a good place and all this stuff. I always say allegedly because we don't know if it's true or not. It's just stuff that I've read. I don't know. It's so sad. It is really sad. And like Demi Lovato, she's another one. She was with Disney, of course, but they did know that she was drinking all the time. They knew she was doing drugs. And it's like in order for them to really get help, they have to hit their lowest low. There's nobody there. Well, actually, I know that Demi did have someone traveling with her, like a sober companion, but she's a teenager. Like, teenagers can get away with anything. Teenagers are sneaky. I've heard a lot of things about Demi and that, like, she would just find people off Instagram to get drugs from, stuff like that. I don't know if it's true, 
But I mean, it makes sense. Like, whatever. These people, she's paying this person. You think she has respect for, like, a sober companion when she's paying for them? I don't know. I don't know. And I really hope Demi's okay. I hope Demi's doing better. I see a lot of, like, her going out. A lot of her Instagram stories are, like, her going out. And I'm like, shit. And then, of course, she's partnered with Scooter Braun, who doesn't give a fuck about his artists. So I'm like, oh, no. But at least she doesn't have Wilmer Valderrama around anymore. And I think Wilmer's gross. (laughs) I think Wilmer's actually kind of a predator. He always dates really young women. And he even went on Howard Stern and, like, talked about having sex, taking Mandy Moore's virginity. He talked about that. And then he also talked about having sex with Ashley Simpson and and I believe Lindsay Lohan. So let's put it that way. He is, like, old enough to allegedly have taken Mandy Moore's virginity but was also dating like and like still dating 18 year olds when Demi Lovato turned 18. I'm surprised he hasn't come out saying he's dating a new 18 year old, but maybe people have finally caught on that he's a little creep. I always think of like Hayden Panettiere too, because she is a child star. She's been in movies forever since I can remember. Like remember the Titans, she was what, 10 or 11? And then of course she's on Heroes and doing all this stuff. And now she's not in a great place. It's really sad. She doesn't have custody of her daughter. She I've I've heard that her parents um, this is allegedly I've heard that like her mom would kind of pimp her out to like producers so she could get roles. And if that's how you're taught growing up, like that's so hard. And I can't even imagine trying to have a normal life when that's your normal, when your normal life is going to a club at 16 and partying with Paris Hilton, which is exactly what Hayden did. There are pictures of Hayden at 16 partying with Paris and we all know Paris loved her drugs or allegedly loved her drugs (laughs) so you can only imagine what she was up to I do think that like Mandy Moore and Taylor Swift like they haven't really gotten into trouble of course you know Taylor Swift everyone thinks she's whiny liar whatever like plays the victim but Mandy Moore really hasn't had anything bad right she's kind of always been good and I think that's like good parents who really protect their kids even Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys, he had really bad substance issues and he was 13 when he joined the Backstreet Boys. So at 13, he got sent to Germany and what, AJ was like 16, Brian's like 19. So there's a huge age range in that group and Brian actually got like parental rights in a way to Nick, like his parents signed away his parental rights. And of course, they had Luke Perlman, who's a fucking creep, too, just like Dan Schneider. Look at Aaron Carter. It's just it's so sad because then I can't I can't imagine it. Like, I know I keep kind of repeating myself, but if you lined up all the child stars, substance abuse seems to be a really big one. And yeah, I think that is where it starts and that can trigger other things. Substance abuse can trigger, you know, different mental health issues. So it is really interesting and it kind of freaks me out because my niece just got signed up for voice lessons and I'm like, oh my God, do not let her become a child star, please. Like, I don't want that. Obviously, child stars are never going to go away, but I think they should be protected more because there are a lot of creeps. Speaking, uh, so like, like I said, look up Dan Schneider, okay? (laughs) I want you to look up Dan Schneider. And you'll probably be pretty grossed out by what you find. Speaking of creeps, I am so sick of the Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself memes. And when I say that, like, yeah, he didn't kill himself. He was killed by someone. There's no doubt about it. Whoever it was, 
It was a big wig in Hollywood whose name was going to be released for being a fucking pedophile. And I think that's something that's been really lost with all these memes. Like people are just trying to make it funny now. Jeffrey Epstein was a horrible human. He was a sex trafficker. He had an island called Pedophile Island by locals. So it's been known for a long time. He gets caught. He gets killed. And then he becomes a meme. How do you think his victims feel about that? Like, let's actually look into it more. Let's not just make it Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, LOL, whatever. Like, no, we should actually really look into it more because there are high-profile pedophiles that are probably running our country, that are in movies that we love. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that meme because I just think it's really gross and it takes away from the victims. Whew, you guys tired yet? I'm pretty tired. Um... I got a lot of flack for posting that country music doesn't play female artists, and I still stand by that. And a lot of people are like, well, new country artists are more pop. And one day coming home, my my commute's like 40 minutes when I head home from work, and there were like six male artists played and two female artists. And of course, it's not going to be 50-50 all the time, but female artists really aren't played as much. And I know that like Bobby Bones is really trying to make sure women are played on country radio. And even though Bobby Bones annoys me, I think that's awesome. Also, really funny story. Bobby Bones on his show was like, I went up to Jesse James Decker and thought she was Kristen Cavallari. So word on the street, what I've heard is that Kristen and Jesse James Decker don't get along. And then Bobby also isn't a huge fan of Kristen because in his scene in season two, that was actually filmed in season one. But they didn't use the footage until Bobby Bones was a little bit bigger. So they put it in season two instead. So that's a fun fact. But I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, oh, they pro- she probably really hated that. What else? The other thing I posted about Kaya Gerber and Pete. Somebody said they don't think they're PR because Kaya's parents are famous. I still think it's PR because Kaya is boring. If you think about it, Kaya is not Gigi Hadid. She's not Bella Hadid. She's not Kendall Jenner. She's not Hailey Bieber. She doesn't really have anything other than her parents' name. And, like, she's obviously beautiful, but she's kind of, like, boring. Like, people don't need to want to know about her, but now she's dating Pete Davidson, who's, like, a PR magnet. Yeah, they're PR. Um, somebody asked for an update on my rom-com life. So la- I'm actually recording this Monday. I decided to take a personal day. I haven't been doing great mentally, and I think that I push myself a lot to just be like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Until it all kind of hits me at once. So I barely slept. I've kind of been up since like 1 a.m. Now it's like 4 p.m. And I'm like, I wish I could just shut my mind off just for a little bit. But last night I actually went on a date with this kid. And I'm pretty sure he has a girlfriend. Okay. So he talked. This is a Snapchat kid. He talks to me all through Snapchat. But I had a couple drinks. And I was like, well, if you want to hang out, come to this bar right now. So he called me. He got to the bar. We had fun. He's nice enough. Kind of boring. Kind of bland. Nice enough, whatever. And then, like, like I said, he called me from his phone, so I have his phone number now. But then when we parted ways, he, like, messaged me back on Snapchat. And I'm like, fuck this. Like, I think you have a girlfriend. (laughs) I should just say that. But I also know I'll never talk to him again, so it's fine. Updates on Tim. I wish he didn't sit so close to me. Um, Him and Brooke are still together. Happy for them. And it was kind of weird. So I always sign up for cookies for potluck because... It's the easiest thing, and I don't actually have to make them. And he comes around the corner, and he's like, you sign up for cookies. And I was like, yep. He goes, I really just want to taste your homemade cooking. And I kind of looked at him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, is that it? Is that what you're saying to me right now? 
very odd. Um, but yeah, no, no real update with that. I just want to remind everyone to take care of themselves. And if you need to take a mental health day from work, don't feel guilty about it because they'll be fine for a day without you, I promise. Hopefully after the holidays, everything will be a little bit easier, but I feel like the next, what, six weeks are going to be real mental hell for me. And I think it's okay to admit that too. I think it's okay to put that out there. And before I forget, a follower actually DM'd me and said that they met Spencer and Heidi over the weekend. Heidi was holding Gunner, so they didn't want to like go up and bother her. She was busy being a mom. She said that they each had a few rounds of Bloody Marys. As we know, Spencer and Heidi love their drinks. But she said Spencer was actually like way better looking in person and he was also really nice. One thing I thought was funny, she told me that he was nicer than Brody and she told Spencer that. She was like, you're way nicer than Brody. And apparently Spencer said, yeah, Brody thinks he's fucking Ryan Reynolds or something, which is hysterical because I could definitely see Brody thinking he is Ryan Reynolds. So thank you for that DM. That was funny. Heidi's TikToks worry me because I don't know. She just looks so unhinged in them. (laughs) I hope she's okay. Blink twice if you need help, Heidi. But that is what I have for you this week. I hope you have an awesome rest of your week, and I'll talk to you next week. Uh, Make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you rate the podcast. Tell your friends to follow the page. And I just want you to remember it's okay to not be okay sometimes. And I hope you have an awesome week. All right, bye.